0: we are in the... October. We're not doing the just yet. We're going to do it right now. Yeah, we will do the today. But we're going to start quickly with the Haskamas, the Rabbanim Sheyichia, Hagoyin Hamachaberzal, page Gimel. <laughs> opposite of page 4. Page Gimel. Oh. No, page Gimel. page Gimel. So last week we learned the Haskamas, the endorsements, the approbations, of two of the colleagues of the al ti Reb Rabbi Zusha Vanapoli and Rabbi and they were written for the original publication of the Tanya which as we mentioned last year, the Tanya was originally published in the year 1796 <coughs> when the Tanya was originally published it was published, there were two parts to Tanya there was the L'Kuti HaMarem the 53 chapters of L'Kuti HaMarem which we uh, already finished learning and the second part was Shariyuchud Muna. Shariyuch Ve'amunah is all about Achtus Hashem the unity of Hashem and the Kabbalistic concepts of Yehuda Eloh and Yehuda Tata two different types of unity of Hashem, and that's Mir Hashem we will be, uh, begin studying soon. And that was, so the original Tanya contained L'kuti Marim and the Sharich HaDub Later on, during the lifetime of the Alter Rebbe, a third part was added to Tanya. And that was called the Geras Shuvah. That's the third part of Tanya, which is in the Sefer over here, which is 12 chapters all about explaining the concept of tshuva um, also according to Nigla but also according to Hasidist what does it mean, what is truva what is the significance of truva and how, how is it done and um, Mr. Hashem will learn that also one day so those were the three parts of Tanya that were published during the lifetime of the Alter Rebbe. the Alter Rebbe passed away in the year 1812 he was a relatively young man, he was 68 years old and it was during the, the famous war of Nap- Napoleon against the Russian government. And the Alter sided with, uh, with the Tsar. He sided very strongly with the Tsar. And he felt that Napoleon would be a uh, disaster, a catastrophe for the Eden. As he wrote, he says, if Napoleon wins, so it will mean material wealth for the Eden. But it will uh, be, spiritually speaking, it will be terrible. As Taka happened to the Yiddin in France, the, the situation of Yiddishkeit in France deteriorated greatly at that time. I'm not going into it right now, maybe for another time or another place. Um, Napoleon's idea of, of emancipation and freedom was very different than the American idea. And al was very strongly inside of the Tsar, and he, uh, in fact, even some of his Chassidim, we, li- we know at least of one of them, who became a spy on behalf of the Tsar. Well, his name was Yermolay Meisels, who uh, was fluent in languages and knew Russian and knew uh, and knew French, and he became actually a, Russia, a spy. Yeah. When but, and and Dr. Rebbe was known for his um, very very vocal and vehement opposition to Napoleon, which, by the way, there was a divide then amongst the Gedolei Yisrael. There were there were many Gedolei who wanted Napoleon to win, because the Tsar was um, by no stretch of the imagination was he a friend of the, the Eden Dalek. right. No. Well, as uh, Napoleon, as he entered Russia and made headway, so he arrived in the city where the was, the city of um, Uyadi, and the escaped, he ran away, and uh, while he was running away, he became ill, apparently from, the, from the, tro- you know, the trouble of traveling. It was the middle of the winter, and the Russian winter is not, is not easy. And he passed away while he was running away. So this was in the year 1812. And the next year, in the year Tafku Fayendal, which is 1813 or 1814, the next year, the um, the sons of the Alter Rebbe republished Tanya. And by the way, this was the first time that the Tanya was published with the Alter Rebbe's name in it. Because, as we mentioned last week, the original editions of Tanya were, were were anonymous, and they added to it. They added to it two parts. And that's how we have the Tanya which we have in front of us today, which is comprised of five different sections. There's three sections that were printed during the lifetime of the Altar Rebbe, which is Lukuti Amarim and Sharikud Vamuna and Igaras And they added Igaris Hakhoidish, which is 32 letters that the Altar Rabbi wrote. We'll get there one day. Also um, most of the letters are about the mitzvah of tzedakah They're actually fundraising letters that the altar Rabbi wrote, but every single one of them contains incredible insights according to Chassidus and according to Kabbalah on what Sadaqah is all about. And then they added Kuntresachern. Kuntresachern is the fifth part of Tanya, which is um, without a doubt the most difficult part of Tanya. Very, very Kabbalistic. It's actually pulpulum in Kabbalah. And basically, as we'll see soon, that the sons of the Alter Rebbe say that while the Alter Rebbe was writing Tanya, so on the side he had his own notes. Because he was trying to make sense out of the different statements in the Zayar and the words of the Arizal, some, sometimes they seem to contradict each other and especially in the in the prokim Lamedches, Lamedtes, and Mem, the Rebbe makes a lot of statements but the Rebbe on the side wrote for himself a bunch of notes to justify what he was saying and to explain the different passages in the Zayar upon which it's based. That's called Kuntris Achran. So again, the Alte Rebbe's children, they published in Utanya, now with five parts and in doing so, they added this haskama. Now, obviously, when they're publishing their father's uh, works, they're not giving a haskama as if we approve of the content. That wouldn't—that's uh, not exactly uh, appropriate for the children to say about their father that they approve of the content. But haskama is mainly is basically saying we gave permission for this to be printed. Number one and number two, as we already saw last time, also the, one of the functions of haskama back then was to. Uh, was told also to enact a gezerah, decree that no one should publish it for a certain amount of time, so as not to cause the publishers any financial harm. So let's do this inside. Again, page Gimel, opposite of page 4. This is the askama of the rabbis. The sons of the goyin, the author. Because we have agreed we gave permission and authorization, to bring to print. Lizikarin so that it should be something which is in the perpetual memory of Kal Yisrael, the words, the words, the words which are straightforward, the words which are true. The divine words of our father, the Rebbe. Ksuvim Biksav These are letters, again, this is uh, primarily talking about the addition that they, that they added, which is the fourth part, which is the letters. Ksuvim These are letters which the Al-Tarebbe wrote with his own hand. and HaKadosh are his own words. Shekhal Dvarav, as we know, because, by the way, that's a Kiddush, because most of the Alter Rebbe's Torah is oral. We've, thought, we've spoken about this in the past. In other words, yes, we have the Tanya, which the Alte Rebbe wrote. And there are some letters that the Alte Rebbe wrote that we have, also in addition to what's printed in Tanya. And obviously the Alte Rebbe also wrote the Shulchan Ar HaRav. But the vast majority of the Alte Rebbe's Torah was not written by the Alte Rebbe. You know, the Lakutai Torah and Torah Er, which is the Mamar and the Discourses of the Alte Rebbe, they were, um, they were transcribed, yes, by the different chesim, the different uh, people who heard it and wrote it down. I think we mentioned once how the Alte Rebbe... When he would say Torah, he would be, he'd get so excited that he would sometimes even do somersaults while he was saying the Torah. Literally, yeah. He was in good shape. What, apparently? Oh, the Alter Rebbe was in very good shape. The Alter Rebbe was, was a tremendous gibber. It was a tremendous gibber. They say that he, uh, he, would, he would fast very often the Alter Rebbe. And when did he know that he wasn't, that, that, that he had to break his fast? I don't remember the exact number, but in olden times the Gemaras were very, very heavy. I forget the number, but when he when he wasn't able to lift a certain amount of gemaras with his left hand, he knew he had to break his fast. That was uh, that was how he knew. Now Alter was known as um, he was a giver. Yeah. So uh, the best uh, the best hoiser, the best. Uh, well, we used to do t- tum- used to do the somersaults together with al So I was not to miss not to miss any words. But mo- again, most of the you see that set over there. You see um, the red second the second shelf over there that whole red set over there also extending into the third, that's called Mamaria Ad-Murazakin, which is the discourse of the Alter Rebbe. So all that is the oral Torah of the Rebbe. So here they're saying what's special about the letters that they included over here in Tanya is that these were literally written by the Alter Rebbe because when, you do it, when someone transcribes orally, you're not catching every word and you're also more focused on the content, on the substance rather than the exact words. Look over the transcriptions to make sure it's correct. Um, did, 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 even did, did, even did, did, if he that? did to some of them, he definitely he did to some it. of them, but it's still not the same as him writing it. In other words, to say that every word is precise, the words that Alter wrote is precise. When Alter Rebbe edited, he was editing more for the content of it. So, Shachol that all the words of the Alter Rebbe, biris, are like burning coals, yalhivo alavavis. They set ablaze the hearts, Lavi and shemaim, to bring them close to the Father in Heaven. We've called this section, yes. Holy Letters, because <laughs> <laughs> most of them are Igeris, shaluch, letters sent, sent by His Holiness <laughs> to teach the nation of Hashem the way, the path on which they should go, <laughs> the actions, that the, that which they should do. And because, in many of the places in, in these letters, The al refers to L'Kuti baram And as we know a rule, We know as a rule that sometimes words of Torah are poor in one place and rich elsewhere. In other words, that's the derech of Torah, that sometimes something is written in one place in short. And in the other place, it's elaborated upon. So, what they're saying is that sometimes there's something which is written in short in the Kutiyamaram, but it's elaborated upon in the Garis HaKaydesh. So that's why they're adding it to the Tanya. Umagam, Mishfeldavish, and Eschadish, especially also there is something new here, which is Kuntris Ahran. This is the fifth section of Tanya. Kuntris Ahran. I guess that literally translates as the last booklet. Al Aza Prakim. The Kunti shacharim is on some of the prakim of Tanya, or Kassav, which Dr Tzvi wrote. While he was authoring the Sefer Lakutti Amarim, so Dov wrote pilpul veiyon amuk, these are pilpulim and very deep uh, expositions. Al zaza, on statements of the zayar. And statements in the Eitzchayim and the Pre-Eitzchayim, both of those are from the Kisvei Arizal, the writings of the Arizal, and they seem to be um, contradicting one another. But in Muruach, Mivinasein, with the wisdom that al rebbe has, Meyashvam, he reconciles them, called Dibur, Alifanav, every single statement now makes sense. Shekosa, Belkuti, Amarim, now we understand, it helps us understand what al Alt-Rebbe wrote in So therefore, Roi know we've seen, Sheroi that it is proper Lechabram, to append them in Sefer Lakutti to the Sefer of Lakutti Vigar Sachuva, Shuvah Shalqvei Kedushas Adinehu Avinu merenu Rabeinu Zechenu Levracham. Even and therefore bound we have come Lahati We come to make a big fence. Ugzera Nachash the Rabbanan the gzera of the snake of the Rabbanan the Lesla Asvasa that cannot be healed. The word Nachash is the Rashatevus of Nidui Chiram Shamta which are all different forms of Excommunication. Together, they together they form the word Nachash, a snake, which 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 has a venom and bites. In other words, if you break this chayin, it's like a snake that bites and you can't be healed from that venom. So therefore, that we're putting we're putting, making a very strong zera. No one should lift their hand, to print kitav nisam in the current uh, in the current form, a or even one without the other. In other words, there are five parts of Tanya, even to print one without the other. Meshach, Amish Shonim for five years, Miyem Dolmata, from the day signed below. Beram, however, going at this point, we have to, I have to give a little of a disclaimer, we have to let you know. The actual um, letters as written in the handwriting of the Alter Rebbe no longer exist. Which is kind of interesting. What happened? I don't know. They got lost. Maybe they were sent around. Maybe they were private collectors. I don't know. But they did. In other words, when they were coming to print these letters, they didn't have the actual saviad of the Altarama. <laughs> the actual words of the Altarama obviously were extremely precise. <laughs> there wasn't one letter added, one letter missing. But all that's left to us is, is the little of the many to which we gathered one by one. All we have is copies which are scattered about, spread about amongst the Talmudim. Therefore, why, why, why did they find this important to write? Therefore, they're saying if you find any mistake in the Egarus HaKodesh, so you know that's uh, who could understand the reason why there are always mistakes. You will find that if it's an obvious mistake, you'll realize it's mitos sefer. You'll realize it's and the intention of the Rebbe still should remain clear. Hey, they're signing on Thursday, the 22nd of the year, the twenty-second of Iyar, Tavkuf Ayin lePrat And here we have the sons signed, the the, Alte Rebbe had three sons. The oldest one is Na'um Doiv Ber, Ben Adineinu, Avinu, Merinu, Rabbeinu, Agoyin, Achoset, Kadeshi, Yisrael, Meranu, Rabbanu, Shneri, Zalman, Zakhindul, Vrachan, Shmasa begins in Meranam. And this is, he's the one who succeeded the the Alte Rebbe. That was his oldest son who, this was, he was born a year after the the Magid of Mezrich passed away. The Alte Rebbe's teacher was the Magid of Mezrich, whose name was Doiv Ber. So he was named after the Alte Rebbe's teacher. And the second son, Chaim Avram, also, And the third son, Moshe, Okay, that's that. Years since Neftar, the time, took them how long, how long used to get it together? This was the year after he passed away. Oh, the year? One year? yeah. The passed away in in Gimel, uh-huh. and this is Tavkovayim Daorot. Again, but again, the the first three sections of uh, the first three parts of Tanya were printed in the Alter lifetime. This was the the last two parts. Yeah. These were separate publications, not like we have it today in no. one chibre. No, no. The the first time that it was published all together, and one kibur was this publication which they're referring to. They pub- they published it all together. All together. Yes. Not three separate. Publications. No, no, no. No. This was they they published the the three parts of Tanya. Which was before the Red was alive. Which were published together. The three and were published together. Yeah. During the Alter lifetime. And now they added right. these two parts and, and, and for the first the time. People. Right. And and, and ever so since it all yeah. put thing right. right. This is actually eighteen fourteen. Tough to find that would be eighteen fourteen. But and that would um, and, and ever since that when you say Tanya, that's a reference to uh, the safer that includes all five parts. Okay. So we did so far. We did the title page. We, so we spent a few few minutes on that last week. The Altar Rebbe explains the goal of Tanya's is Kikara Veilecha. to explained the pasuk Kikara Veilecha Adav Mir Yoid Bificha Ofaval Chalasei. And then we did the Haskamas of Reb Zush Shavana Yehuda Lebakoyin. We read. We also we learned the Haskama of the Psalms of Alter Rebbe. And now the last the last thing we have to do is we have to re- learn now is the actual foreword of the Alter Rebbe, the Agdama of the Alter Rebbe. And um, page six, Hakdama samalaket So this is the Hakdama of the compiler. Once again, the Alter Rebbe remains remains here anonymous because this was printed already in the first edition of Tanya. Yes, the Alter he was anonymous and he was a compiler. That's all he. All he was was compile different things. Vhi Igeres Hashlucha LeKlolos Anchei This is a letter which the Alter sent to all the Anash, all the all the members of the Chassidic community. Yevarchim tzureim v'yishmireim, may God bless them and keep them. Now, this letter actually was written before the Alter published Tanya. As we mentioned last week, well before the Alter in the years before the Tanya was published, in the year 1796, already the Chassidim had um, the booklets of Tanya were already distributed by, by, by hand copy. not by, It wasn't printed, it was distributed amongst Chassidim. So already several years before the Alter printed the Tanya, the Alter wrote this letter to Anash, explaining to them the reason why he was writing Tanya. As you will see, we probably won't get it to this week, but we'll see the very end of the Hakdama from over here, and the very last the last paragraph on the side, on the next page. That was a part the Alter added for the actual publication of Tanya in 1796. But the whole beginning of this letter was written beforehand. There was a letter sent by the Alter Rebbe wherein he explains his purpose and why he's writing Tanya. We know who is the Melaket? I didn't say his name, but... Bal- it's the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. But when he published it, again, until after the Alter Rebbe passed away, the Tanya was always printed without his name. His name did not appear in Tanya until after he passed away. Saul so writes, "Aleichem ishim ekra, I call out to you, chashve people, chashve gentlemen, shimu elai, listen to me. Raid feitzedek, those who pursue righteousness, mevakshi Hashem, those who seek Hashem. If you listen to me, veishma aleichem alikim, and may God listen to you. this letter is written to all of you, from the greatest to the smallest." Call anash every member of the community in in our country, was and in the countries that are adjacent to, to where the Alter was, Every single person should uh, in in his place should uh, find peace, and life forever. Okay, the function of this hakdama of this uh, introduction of the is either, it's not clear whether the Alter Rebbe was receiving complaints from Chassidim about the Tanya, or whether the Alter Rebbe was trying to preempt complaints that he felt that he would get. And the reason for this is that, as the Alter Rebbe will explain as as we continue in the Akdama, that Tanya was meant to replace Yechidus. Tanya was meant to replace Yechidus. We know that when Chassidim, when a Chassid goes in for a private audience to, to his Rebbe, it's called yichidus, and this is an age-old tradition. that go into their rebbe for a private audience, and obviously one of the reasons why chasidim uh, regularly go into the rebbe is to ask for brachas in whatever area it might be, whether it's uh, health or shaluchim or parnasa. But another purpose of going to yichidus, equally as important and probably more important, chasidim would go into their rebbe and they would tell them their issues, their problems, and avaidus Hashem. Their blockages, their impediments, their obstacles, their nisioinus. And the Rebbe would advise them on how to be able to serve Hashem better. How to overcome the different issues that they have. At a certain point, however, you know, the Alter Rebbe, what he accomplished in a few decades was incredible. He literally had hundreds of thousands of chassidim. In, uh, in Lithuania, and in white Russia, and in Russia. Again, he was a young man, but uh, imp- apparently the Torah the of the Alter Rebbe was so attractive, it literally attracted hundreds of thousands of Chassidim. And it came a point where it was just too difficult for the Alter Rebbe to be able to receive everyone, receive everyone individually. And al Rebbe said, although he continued receiving people, and by the way, there was very, Dr. Rebbe instituted very strong takhanis. It was called takhanis liyashna. Uh, Takhanis means uh, enactments. It was very strict about when chesidim were allowed to come. Chesidim were only allowed to come once a year. And how many, in other words, because, largely because of the, the demand, it was impossible to accommodate everyone whenever they wanted. And uh, you know you had to you had, you had your time to come, and if you came at a different time, you had to have permission, like I think written permission from the mashpia in your city. Otherwise, you wouldn't be And It was very strict. al Rebbe was very strict about these things. But again, uh, largely because of um, the practical um, considerations, this interesting parallel we find with uh, w- with our Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, that also used to receive people for yichudas. And at a certain point in time, it just became impossible. The Alter Rebbe sto- and, and the Rebbe stopped receiving people on Yechilis. And um, <coughs> we know that he started giving out dollars to people. And yes, people had the opportunity to ask questions then also. But uh, it's an interesting parallel. And the points that the Alter Rebbe is going to write over here, perhaps also we can apply that to the Rebbe. Because the Rebbe also just started giving advice, but more in a public venue. Just like the Alter Rebbe said, I'm going to write a safer which is going to help everybody. The Rebbe also, he started speaking more often to the Chassidim, and the Rebbe said on numerous occasions, I'm addressing everyone. And everyone's questions is being addressed over here. In fact, there are people who wrote on to the Rebbe and said, the question, the Rebbe said, I answered by the Febringian yesterday. The Rebbe would say that. Yes? But why he didn't you do like Yitro, like Moshe Rabbeinu with Yitro? It a was, was so that Moshe Rabbeinu cannot take care, he told him. Made deputies. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you do the same? They were not competent to give the answers. I think uh, if you look in Yisra, uh, if you look in, Yisri, look in the Mefarshim, it's a little different. The people were coming to Mesh Rabbeinu for Din I understand. It's different. If you look in the Ramban, actually, Ramban says that people still had to come to Mesh Rabbeinu for certain things. Certain things only Mesh was able to do. There were certain things he was able to delegate, but not everything. He was able to delegate that if that, uh, two people had an argument uh, about who the ox belonged to, that he could delegate. But the tell was to give them over the messages from Hashem, wish couldn't delegate that. That Eden kept on coming to Mena for that. So here the Altdeb is writing Tanya. and, he's tell- and he's, he says it clearly as we'll learn I don't know if we'll learn it this week or later next week, he says very clearly that this is in the place of Yechidus. Now you don't have to come and push in, and you don't have to come and uh, press yourself to come in to see me privately. I'm writing you a safer. Here are all the answers to all your questions. So again, I don't know whether Chassidim were already complaining to the Alter Rebbe about it, or whether he was just preempting what Chassidim were going to say, but the Alter Rebbe understood that Chassidim are not going to be happy with this. They're going to want to come in Yichidus. And was, so over here, in the first part of the Akedam over here, in the first part of the introduction, the Alter Rebbe is going to give voice to the feelings of the Chassidim. And the Alter Rebbe is going to say, here are the reasons why it's better to go into Yechidus than to learn a safer. In other words, he's going to say, and the Rebbe is actually going to give three reasons. Three reasons why Chesidim preferred to enter into Yechidus and to go and speak to the Rebbe face-to-face than to learn a Sefer. That's going to be the first part of the Hakdama. Until, uh, you see, on the, on the next page here where it says, Ach of makira. The next part, Al Rebbe is going to say, however, and he's going to explain why, nevertheless, he's writing the safer. But the first part is what we hear is just, uh, again, giving voice to either the concerns that he was already hearing from the Chassidim or perhaps that which he um, knew that the Chassidim would feel when they get the Tanya. Let's do this inside. Hine. name. said, It is known. Kimargala bapumi the It's something which is standard. You'll hear it. From the mouths of the people, of Bechol Anash, of all the Chassidim, Lamer. It's a standard thing. It's like an adage that they say, <laughs> You can't compare hearing words of Musar. <laughs> Remember, when the alphabet it says Musar here, it doesn't mean the Musar movement. This is before the Musar movement uh, began and possibly, I'm not sure exactly the history, possibly before saw Salante was born. But Musar means words of uh, teaching and words of guidance. So you can't compare hearing words of of and guidance, to seeing it and reading about it in sfarim. So what's interesting is that Al-Trab At- At- is obviously playing off a famous maimer chazal, or And when we say eined what are we saying? Which one is the greater one? Liria. Liria is the greater one. When you see, is the greater one. But here the Alta Rebbe is saying the opposite. The Chzidim, they say, you can't compare hearing actual guidance from the Rebbe to seeing it in a Sefer. Which one is superior? Hearing. hearing, no. Hear the were saying they prefer to go no. in and hear words of guidance from the Rebbe rather than seeing it in a Sefer. So even though that it's playing off a al-Chazal which talks about the superiority of seeing, but here the, it's a little reversed. What? Well, the written word is, is there, so it's, uh, it's established. Yes, but Chassidim preferred to go in, instead of reading a Sefer, they wanted to go into the Rebbe and hear the Rebbe speaking to them. Right. Why? And like I said, the Rebbe is going to give three reasons why that, be? Why, why that would be, yes. Reason number one, reason number one has nothing to do with the content of the Sefer, of the book, but it's a shortcoming of the reader. Insight. Because when one reads a book, the person reads, mm-hmm. you're using your own understanding, your own pathway. And according to that which your, your intellect can grasp, wherever you may be. And if your mind is confused, and you're in complete darkness with regard to the service of Hashem, it is so difficult see to see the light, although the light is good. Which is hidden in the Sepharim. Even though, in truth, the light which is in the Sefer is sweet for the eyes. Umar peh nefesh. And can bring healing to the soul. But nevertheless, as we all know, this is something which we all uh, experience. We open up a Sefer and we have no idea what, what, what the person is trying to say. It's too deep. It's too difficult. And uh, depending on how wise you are, how smart you are, how much experience you have in Aveda Hashem, the problem with reading, is, reading a Sefer is that many times the limitations, your intellectual limitations and the fact that your mind might be fixed in a certain way. It's not always that you're stupid. It's not always that a person is stupid, but sometimes also you're not grasping what the teacher is saying is because you're, you're so far elsewhere, and your mind views and understands everything from such a different paradigm in such a different way that you just don't get what the author is saying. So reason number one, or deficiency number one, with reading a safer, as opposed to going into the is that when you read a safer. The, your ability to be able to absorb the light in the Sefer, and to be able to get the light, and to be able to understand and allow it to heal you, depends on your intellectual capabilities and your and your, um, and your personal Avedis sashem. On the other hand, when a person goes into the Rebbe, and goes into Yechidus, and receives guidance, the Rebbe knows who you are. And the Rebbe can see if you're in, dar- in the darkness. And if you are, the Rebbe is going to speak to you those particular words, that you need to hear, which will be able to, you'll be able to get based on your intellect, and the and the Rebbe will be able to shift you away from your mistaken notions and be able to lead you in the right way. So, reason number one why it's preferable to hear orally words of encouragement and advice from a Rebbe as opposed to learning about a Sefer. once again, a Sefer, and how often does it happen that you read something, you hear something, someone who read something, you got it completely wrong. That's not a problem with the safer, that's the problem with you. However, when you go into the Rebbe, that problem will be mostly fixed. Unless your mom is stubborn and insistent on in not understanding, because the Rebbe will see, no, you're not understanding correctly. Explain it again, explain it another way, explain it according to, the Rebbe gets you. He'll be able to explain it in a way that you can understand. So problem number one in looking at svarim is you. It's not the safer, but it's you. The next two problems that Dr. Rebbe will describe are not problems in you, but there are certain problems that are inherent in sfarim. There are certain, uh, I wouldn't call problems, but drawbacks that are inherent in sfarim. Back inside. Obar Mindane. besides for this issue which we just um, explained, in a sifri hayira there are certain sfarim called sifri hayira, sifri musar, which are they're constructed upon human intellect, human logic. Now, al Rebbe doesn't identify by name which, which swarm he's talking about. And to be clear, Dr. Rebbe is talking about svarim that were written by holy people. We're not talking here about uh, svarim that were written by people who we shouldn't be uh, learning their sfarim. Dr. Rebbe says there were certain holy people who wrote sfarim. Sfarim, yirev. sfarim yirev means sfarim with advice in areas of Vedas Hashem. However, those farm were based on human logic. The person sat and thought and figured out strategies and ways to overcome the Sahara strategies and ways to be more productive, etc. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with writing a safer, which is based on using, utilizing the mind that Hashem gave you and the logic that Hashem gave you. But what's the problem with that? Problem that is. Bevadai, it is certain that They're not one-size-fits-all. They're not for everyone. They're for people who were like-minded and like personality of the author. Why? Not all minds and not all personalities are the same. The seichel of one person is not moved and awakened from that which another person gets awakened from and gets excited and moved by. And I'm sure everyone here has had that experience. Maybe you went with a friend, maybe you went with your spouse and you went to a lecture and one of you walks off like, wow, that was the most amazing thing in the world. Another one walks out and says, eh? <laughs> and so, so was the person? Was the speaker good? Or was the speaker bad? The answer is neither. It's all subjective. You know, the one who you went with who was all excited about is because that person shares a personality type with the the speaker, and therefore the speaker who was wise and was able to express him or herself well, and therefore that spoke to that person and really awakened. And your your mind works differently. Your heart works differently. Your personality is different, and that person didn't speak to you. Which again, that's not a that's, that's not a problem. It's not a deficiency. That's part of human nature, is that people are different, as the Gemara says, right? of kachem the same Just like our faces aren't alike, so also our minds don't work alike. Our personalities are different one from another. And this is a challenge when you're trying to make something which is one size fits all. It's almost impossible. So that's something that I that I. Uh, I experience it on a regular basis because my job, I work uh, my, the organization I work for is called JLI, the Jewish Learning Institute. So we create curriculums, which the shluchim teach around the world. entire curriculums on different topics, and we always, after we finish, we, we, we create different courses, and the shluchim give the courses, and always afterwards we survey the shluchim and ask them what they thought of the course. They did they like it? They didn't like it. What did they like? What didn't they like? Because we're always trying to improve based on the feedback that we get. What's interesting is, is that, first of all, you'll never get a course which everyone says is good. It never, never happens. It's always, you know, you can have 97% of the people saying it was amazing, and you'll have 3% saying, eh, it wasn't so great. And then, sometimes, and this has happened a few times, and I'm like, I'm, I'm scratching my head. We're talking about, you know, there's 300, 400, um, you know, shluchim who give it, who we survey. And you'll have sometimes that... Um, 90% of the shluchim will say because every course has 6 lessons they'll say, oh it's a good course but lesson 3 was shvach was wasn't good you'll always have the one person who'll say, lesson 3 was the best lesson of the entire course <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> you'll always have that that, you know, that one thing which the, everyone thought was you know a little of the weaker one, 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 one shliech will come along and say, oh that was amazing because <laughs> ain't they the same Shabbos? that's the way it works in this world our, our minds work differently. You can never what do you what do you, you? can never please everyone. There's a reason why you can't please everyone. It's impo- it's an impossibility because uh, people are different. People are opposites from each other, and what makes one person happy makes another person sad, etc. That's uh, that's the way it works. So the problem with it is that safer that's written based on logic. So the person, the author, who was a wonderful person, probably a tzaddik. But that person tapped into his own personality and said, here's what moves me, here's all how I, this is what helps me fight my it'ara. This is what helps me serve Hashem. And it's possible that a lot of people, it will resonate with them, but some people will be eh. For me, that doesn't work. Somewhat second. maybe you're gonna think, okay, everyone is different, but maybe if someone who's really wise, can get everyone. Is that possible? Maybe you can have a person who is so wise that that person gets everyone. So we find, us there's a special bracha that's made. When 600,000 Yidden come together, and as you know, 600,000 represents the entire spectrum of quality. our nation began at 600,000, which means that there are 600,000 different types of neshamas. We'll talk more about that soon. And therefore, when 600,000 Yidin get together, it's like we have the entire spectrum of the whole quality Yisrael. I don't know when was the last time that 600,000 Yidin got together. It's an interesting question, a in trivia question. For, in the were there were 600,000 Yidin there? almost million people. So then, did, did everyone make this bracha? Because there's a bracha to be made. So uh, The bracha is brachem that's made is chacham is harazim what's rosim? A rosim means secret. the secrets oh. the wise one of the secrets what does that mean? so the gemara explains that what does it mean why is that Brahma made? because she'ein do'in because when you have 600,000 people again you have the full range and spectrum of different personalities It's impossible for any one individual to be able to get 600,000 different even. why? Because no one mind, the the, the limited human mind cannot get every single person. Some people get a small amount of people, when I say get, I mean uh, Connect connect with, understand. If you're a smarter person, you'll get 70%, 80%, but the ability that to have every single different type of person and to be able to relate to and get and understand every single one of them even the best therapist can't do that the only one who could the only one is hashem and hashem gets every single individual and that's why when you have six hundred thousand Yidden together we say blessed be hashem Chacham, the wise one who knows the secrets that are within every single one's heart. So not that Hashem is a mind reader, that's not the point. The point here is that He's the one who's able to understand every single person. But that's not humanly possible. That's, only possible. that's only possible for Hashem. A human being cannot understand everyone. Therefore, when a person, when a human being writes a safer automatically, it has that limitation in that it'll appeal to a certain segment of the population. If it's a bestseller, that means obviously it appeals to a larger segment of the population. But it, there will always be certain people who are left out. <laughs> the Ramban goes further. The Ramban say from the Hashem over there, he brings down, we'll, we'll do this first outside, no one do this inside. The Gemara there says, that the Gemara talks about how there was an Amira who encountered another two Amiraim. And the Meira wanted to make the bracha of Chacham Harazam upon seeing these two people, and the Ramban explains how would you make a bracha of Chachamar, Is a bracha which we make six hundred. Well, no, saying that only Hashem can get everyone. Right? Yeah, it's when six hundred thousand hidden together. But what's the what's the meaning of the brachas that we're saying? Yeah. There's only a Kaddish Baruch Hu. and here he wanted to say it about these are about these two great people. So the Ramban brings down we'll have this in a few weeks, the Parsha and Parsha's Pinchas, that it says when Moshe Rabbeinu was about to pass away and when he, re- when he finally realized the f- finality of what was about to happen so Moshe turns to Hashem and he says to Hashem Hashem, the God of all the spirits of all, of all people Yifkait, I'm sorry, Yifkait Hashem Yifkait Basar, may Hashem The God of the Spirits of all people, let him, let him uh, let him appoint ish asher ruach boy, a person who has ruach, who has a spirit, to lead the people. So the the Sifri says on this pasuk, the Sifri says that when Moshe asked that he wants ish asher ruach boy, he wants a person who has ruach within him. So the Sifri says, and Rashi brings it down to the pasuk, that this means that Moshe asked for someone someone who has the ability mm-hmm. to be able to relate to every single individual. He didn't know that Yeshua sure would continue? He asked, Hashem, Moshe asked Hashem to appoint such a person. But he didn't know that... But it's not humanly possible. Again, we just said before, it's not humanly possible for a person to be able to relate to every person. That's why Moshe prefaced it. He said, Hashem <laughs> elikei L'cholo basar, right? He should have said, Yifkeid Hashem, Ish Hashem What is Yifkeid Hashem? He said, Hashem, you, you're You get everyone. I want you to take some of your spirit and put it into the upcoming leaders. So the leader also should be able to relate to every single person. And Hashem granted that request. So Yeshua was a leader who had the ability to be able to relate to every single individual on their level, but not because that's a human possibility, because humanly it's impossible. But because of the because the Hashem, then? He, gave, he gave him that special. And therefore, also that Amira wanted to say Chacham HaRasim about those two other rabbis, because he felt that they also had this divine gift. Again, it's not a human, a, a, a human gift, but this divine gift of being able to relate to every single individual. Let's do this inside. as the Rabban explains in a sefer from Muhammad Hashem over there, the Pirush haSefi'i explains the Sefri, Gabbai Yeshua regarding Yeshua, regarding whom it says, "Ish haShiruach Boy," about Yeshua, it says that he has the spirit within him. Sheyachal ahalich, neged ruches kolecha vecha he's able to relate to every person. Why? Because of a lekei ruches. Interestingly, obviously, this is something which wasn't limited to Yeshua, but an emissary. Reish B'nai Yisrael, someone who's a leader of Kuala Yisrael has this, has this ability also to be able to relate to every person in his generation. It's not a, but again, it's not a, it's not a human gift. It's something which, is, uh, which comes from above. And uh, this is something, as a chassid of the Rebbe, this is something which was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very obvious, very apparent by the Rebbe. This, this gift, which is not a human gift, to be able to relate to every single person and, on their level. And if you look at today, first of all, you look at Lubavitch today, and you have, it encompasses people of all different personalities, and temperaments, and styles, and no one gets along with each other. Okay, I didn't mean that. Strike that from the record. (laughs) But, and you're like wondering, but all these people, they they all looked at the Rebbe and said, this is my Rebbe. But what, what? If you you think that these people would like a Rebbe who is their style, and these people would like a Rebbe who's their style, and these people would like Rebbe's their style. And here we have everyone looking at the same Rebbe. And people who are mamish on the opposite side of the spectrum. So different in every which way. In their in their personalities, in their priorities. And and the funny thing is they all look at the Rebbe and say that, you know, the re is like me. <laughs> they all say that the Rebbe, you know, those people, some people are more uh, you know, more logical. Some people are more, you know, uh, more the amunah based or simcha based, or uh, and everyone they point to that out. and that's the the idea that a emes tzaddik, emes origin bnei yisrael, has this ability which is not human. It's really not human. Human being. You have the people you get, and though they're, they're your friends, they're the people you relate to. But Ma'am is to be able to relate to every single person. And this was something that many people also went into Yechilas by the Rebbe. People from all different, not only, not only Lubavitchers, but people from all, all over the spectrum of the Jewish world, they went in, and everyone felt, you know, they walked out, to hear from so many people saying, we we're so surprised, the Rebbe wasn't one I thought he was. Never got me. Like, I thought, and people, everyone would say the same thing. Whoever walked in, that ever connected to them on their level and was able to get to them. It wasn't the one size. It wasn't the one size fits all. Yes. to to point someone, doesn't the says, <laughs> Rashi says <laughs> he asked the malik that's what free, what, c- what c- continue in the pasuk no. that Hashem said, "Isha ba Yeshua, Isha right. sheluach bayi." Then Hashem said, "Isha know, Isha Right. 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 It's interesting, dear. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to look in and think about it. That's interesting, deal So the second problem that we have with Sfarim, Alter Rebbe says okay, The first problem we said is there's a problem with you. The safer is good. The safer is beautiful. The safer is there's oyer. There's, there's so much light in the safer, but you're blocked. Why are you blocked? because of your limited capacity, your limited intellect. That was the first problem Dr. Rebbe has said. Now Dr. Rebbe is saying there's another issue, which is the problem with looking at a safer might be that the safer isn't made for you. You understand how that's distinct from the first problem? The first problem we said was that the problem with the safer is the safer is, is made for you, but you don't see it, you can't relate it. You're in the dark, your mind your mind isn't working. The second problem Dr. Rebbe says with looking at a safer is no, it might, the safer might not be for you. The safer might have been written for a different personality type. Well, today we talk about there's there's type A personality and type B personality. I'm not even sure what's what, right? And then if you want, you have there there's whole Titus. I know the people you have, it's the type A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and the, every person is categorized. You guys know what I'm talking about? There are books about this. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I pro- I'm, I'm a K, and you're an M, right? And the problem is that the safer that you're looking at. You might be a K, and it was written by an M. That was that, That's the problem, and therefore, it's not for you. The issue isn't that there's a limit that you're 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 going into darkness, or your intellect is limited. The issue is, it's not for you. So that's and once again, if you go into a rebbe, If you accept that a rebbe is isha boy, a person who has that ability, then the rebbe will guide you according to your your capabilities. So again so far we have two drawbacks with looking at a safer. And the drawbacks are that uh, number one is you might be limited, and number two is the safer might not be for you. Let's continue inside. Now we're gonna come up with the third issue. I feel Um even if you're talking about Sfarim of Yira of Musar. That are based completely in the holy mountains, which are Madrashim Chazal, the Madrashim of our Chachamim. Ruach Hashem Diber Bamu This is Mamish, the words of Hashem. What you have in the Madrashim is the words of Hashem. And I, I wonder if the word Ruach that Alter Rebbe uses over here isn't precise. I didn't see anyone saying that. But earlier we mentioned the idea of ruach as being the ability to be able to relate to every single person within the medrash. There's a ruach, the ruach Hashem, which is why the Madrash talks to every single yid. The medrashim are, are the spirit of Hashem, and the words, the words of Hashem are on the tongues of the bali baliyam medrash. The irais of Echad and Hashem and the Torah are one. So. If the safer of Musir is not built on human logic, but is built on the words of Chazal, and this is Torah. Torah on Hashem is one. V'chol shishim yiribay neshames khalos yisrael. All 600,000 neshames of the Eden. Uprateyem, uprati, And their details, and the details of their details, we'll get into that in a second. Ad Nitzutz kal shebe To the point, to the spark, which is in the neshama of even the lowest yid. The most worthless. B'nei Yisrael in our nation. Everyone connects to Hashem. And the Torah connects us to Hashem. We all connect to Torah, and Torah connects us to Hashem. Ah. So now we hit a stumbling block over here. The Atrebe is saying, okay, but what if there's a Sefer that's written, it's all based on Torah. If it's based on Torah here, we can't say that the Sefer isn't for me. We can't say it was written by a M and a K. Why? Because if it's Torah, Torah, every single Yid, the neshama of every single Yid is rooted in Torah. In fact, the Megala Amukhi says that the words, the name, the name Yisrael, for B'nai Yisrael, the word Yisrael is a Rosh Atavis form, there are 600,000 letters in the Torah. So every single yid is connected to Torah. Every single yid's neshama is rooted in Torah. And the Torah connects every yid to Hashem. The Zohar tells us, and There are three things, three entities, and they're tied. They're connected one to another. Yidin are connected to Torah. And Torah is connected to Hashem. And that's why when a yid learns Torah, a yid connects to Hashem. So if a sefer is written based on Torah, here we can't say that it doesn't apply to you, that it's not for your disposition, it's not for your uh, temperament, it's not for your personality type. It's Torah. And all yidna are rooted in Torah. And he says over here, all 600,000 neshamas. And there are details and details and other details. We have in Tanya, later on. In Tanya, the Alter Rebbe writes in Peyrak Lametzayim. The Rebbe brings down from Kabbalah, from Sifri Kabbalah, that there are six hundred thousand original neshamis. And he says the whole Shadish, These, but these were roots. The six hundred thousand neshamis that went out of Mitzrayim, they were root souls. The whole Every one of those six hundred thousand neshamis divided into 600,000 parts. So 600,000 times 600,000, if I remember correctly, I think it's 3.4 trillion. But I'm, don't hold me to that, but after, it, it, it's not less than that, if anything, maybe it's more than that. Most calculators can't uh, can't do that, that amount of numbers. So every single neshama which is a nitzutz of the original 600,000 is all rooted in Taira. Taira connects us to Hashem. So the question therefore becomes how is it? No, so so. therefore the Chayra, if a Sefer is written on Taira, then you have no more excuse to say I need to go into Yichidus. You can't say it doesn't talk to me. What do you mean it doesn't talk to you? It's Taira. And Taira talks to you. So we'll continue on this Amir Tashem next week, but we'll end off with our a cute story. I might have said it before. That in Tzfas, in the 1500s, where the Ariza lived, as you know, there are many, many great people who lived in Tzfas at that time. And one of the people who lived in Tzfas at that time was the Alshikh. And the Al-Sheikh wanted to learn Kabbalah. So he came to the Rizal and asked the Rizal to teach him Kabbalah. So the Rizal said, fine. But as soon as they started learning Kabbalah, the al-sheikh fell asleep. Okay, maybe he was tired. They tried it again. Same thing happened again. The same thing happened every time that Arizal would started learning Kabbalah, the al-sheikh, he, uh, he, he fell asleep. And uh, obviously he felt very bad about that, the al-sheikh. And, and, and he told him, he told him, don't feel bad. Your neshama is connected. is connected to the world of Drush not to the world of Soyda. That's why you're falling asleep. The Rebbe actually repeated this story more than once. And the the context was, the Rebbe would sit by Fabreng and Shabbos, and the Rebbe would, uh, Fabreng, Shabbos afternoon. What do people usually do Shabbos afternoon after the Chant? Fall asleep. And there were people who would fall asleep by the Fabreng. And it bothered the Rebbe. (laughs) Rebbe spoke about it a few times. In fact, once, they decided they were removing all the benches. That's it, everyone has to stand. <laughs> can sleep. Yeah, everyone has to stand. And uh, the, Rebbe, the Rebbe was upset, and the Rebbe came in, and he said, I want you to know, I had nothing to do with this. I wasn't consulted about this. Yeah, I'm not happy when people sleep, but uh, the, the benches have to be there. People should be able to sit. But one time the Rebbe said, that uh, he said the story of the Rizal and the Asher. So he said, I thought maybe that that's the reason why people are sleeping over here. But the problem is, I speak pshat and people are sleeping. And then I speak drush and the people are still sleeping. And I speak remez and they're still sleeping. And I speak certain, and they're still sleeping. So it can't be because they have a shaykh, it's only to one part of Torah, not the other. But upon him, the point from this story is, which is something which we're going to continue on the topic next week, the Atrebe is going to say, although it is true that every year there's a connection to Torah, but we know that every single part of Torah can be interpreted in many ways. And every yid has a connection to a certain interpretation. And therefore, even though if a, even if a sefer is based on Torah, it's possible that you won't find your interpretation in there, and that will, Mr. Shem, will talk about it more at length in the upcoming share.